All right, welcome to another episode of Lead Fitness Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Caleb Whitfield, owner and coach at Lead Fitness. I'm here today with Coach Mike, our strength specialist and teen um, sports strength coach here at Lead Fitness. Um, and today we are going to talk about Mike's training, and I'm just going to answer some questions he has about his current routine, uh, where that is at for him, and how he can improve. So this is going to be very conversational, uh, kind of off the cuff, just giving some advice, kind of a goal-setting session that I like to do with clients often. So, Mike, what's up? So kind of going through my training, my background, as a lot of you may or may not know, the first probably 10 to 12 years of my training was based off of trying to be a good athlete. Since then, I've had very competitive goals, whether it be powerlifting, Olympic lifting, stuff in that realm. I've always been very competitive in nature with my training. I'm kind of taking a step back from that. The other thing is the majority of the stuff that I've done in the past has been very short duration, very high intensity, either very heavy or very fast. Um, that's been really cool, but it's definitely left some holes in my overall fitness. It's definitely left some issues for longer duration stuff, hiking, running, biking, swimming, those kinds of things. Moving forward, just wanting to feel a little bit better, be a little bit more well-rounded. I would like to, I mean, in the future, some long hikes that I've looked at, rim trim to rim in the Grand Canyon, which is 46 miles. We want to try to do that in one shot. That's one in the future. I've toyed with doing some biathlon, triathlon stuff because I think that's kind of cool. Basically, I want to be able to do that stuff but not completely lose what I've already built because I've built a, a good amount of strength, explosiveness, muscle mass, all that stuff. I don't want to drop down to 170 pounds and lose all that that I've had, but just try to – to balance out a little bit better. Okay. Um, well, you know, this, I've kind of learned this lesson myself personally, but trying to kind of turn yourself into a different type of athlete per se, or pursue things that you haven't pursued. Uh, when you've spent the better part of 10 to 15 years training in a certain manner and being a certain type of athlete, moving in a different direction, it's going to be a slow process. So, um, you know, you getting as strong as you are and as powerful and explosive as you are, didn't happen overnight. Um, and so kind of taking that more towards the long distance endurance, uh, side of the spectrum, which would be kind of on the complete opposite end is going to take a little bit of time, um, and thoughtful planning, not impossible by any means, but it just takes time. Uh, I think a good goal for pretty much everyone, especially someone in your shoes, is to first establish um, what exactly being well-rounded means. You know, like put some sort of standards to being fit or well-rounded. You know, people tell me all the time, like, I just want to be more fit. It's like, well, what do you even mean by that? Like, yeah. for some people, that means they want to be stronger. Some people, they just want more muscle mass, less body fat, whatever it might be. So in the general group, environment that we have at lead fitness we use the level method because it's 15 different categories of fitness qualities that incorporates all the energy systems so the short um anaerobic power stuff you got the the core lifts like deadlift and squat um it's got the overhead press mixed in there there's the body weight relative strength like your ability to do pull-ups and things according to your body weight um 
and then there's the mile run, the 20 minute row, which is like the endurance type test and, and everything else. And so for, for the general population that's doing, you know, our lead fitness CrossFit program, we can go through those 15 categories and get a pretty good snapshot of where their fitness is at. I mean, someone like you that's very in tune with your fitness can look at it and go, okay, I know where I'm going to be with the absolute strength, like way on the right-hand side, the elite level of deadlift and front squat and everything else. But then you might look at it and be like, okay, a 20-minute row, like I might be on the beginner side, like white or yellow or whatever it could be. Um, Because you've spent, like we've talked about a decade training that. So figuring out kind of what you're capable of on the front end and then laying out a goal. So if you know now you want to be able to, you know, hike this three hour event, you know, what's your hiking capability starting out? You know, can you go for an hour with a pack on and, and how do you feel after that? Is that, you know, the RPE is always a good, uh, a good scale. You know, is that a 10 out of a 10 rate of perceived exertion or did you Mm -hmm. do it? And it was like a five out of 10 and you're like, okay, I got more in the tank. So really kind of identifying what you are capable of in those categories and then laying out some sort of goal that you can work towards and at least check off to know that you're making progress. So um, if an hour long hike is all you got in the tank right now, we want to try to stretch that out to an hour and 20 minutes and then maybe an hour 45 and then keep going. Um, so that's going to be very key for you. Uh it's okay to have multiple goals, I would say, if you want to do some running, you want to do some biking, you want to do all that stuff. Uh, it's always important, I think, to, and we talked about this in our last podcast, kind of define what the best way to spend your time. You know, like what can you do that's going to give you the best carryover? So increasing your ability to go long and at a kind of a slow pace is something that you probably haven't trained a whole lot of. Almost not. And so just getting started with that would be important. And I don't even think it matters too much the medium that you use. You know, I don't think you need to just go out and hike, just go out and run, just go out and bike or swim or whatever. Honestly, I think it would probably be beneficial to do a little bit of all of it, um, you know, based upon what time you have during the week and what's available to you. Probably not the best time of the year to go swimming, but if you can get a good long hike in on the weekends and then some sort of running workout you throw in during the week, building up that engine and your ability to go long is going to come down to just putting in the time out there doing it, whether it's running or hiking or swimming or biking or whatever it might be rowing in the gym, Uh, improving your, your endurance is going to be something that you're going to have to approach without the intensity that you're used to with your training and really just aim for, increasing volume over time. Uh, There's a lot of really good data on what most people would refer to as like base building and doing those things at kind of a sub-maximal level and then continuing to just build up, build up, build up so that you can recover from those efforts and then over time be able to perform the same amount of work but at less energy expenditure and cost to you. Uh So there's a guy named Siler, I believe his name is. He's got a really good TED Talk talking about the three zones of kind of endurance training and Uh all the studies he did and where the elite athletes really kind of live in that zone one uh, with the vast majority of their time being easy and long training. The second most time is going to be spent in zone three, which is kind of the intense peaking work. But that middle zone that most people end up training in, they don't actually spend a lot of time there. And that's what people refer to as uh, junk miles, 
yeah. or you know in the in the strength world it's going in and lifting and it's not really heavy enough to make you any stronger or elicit an adaptation but it's not but fast it's, and easy either yeah but it's also not easy enough that your body has to now recover from that effort but it did nothing to improve your yeah. fitness so same thing with the endurance sports have an objective every time you go into any type of training session if it's i'm going to go out for a hike today have some sort of objective uh same thing with a run or a bike and that's not to say like going for a walk in nature isn't good for you, but avoid the junk miles. So yeah, that's where I'd start, man. I would lay out what it is you want to accomplish, what that looks like, like define success, and then try to start checking off some of those boxes with a timeline. Go ahead and sign up for something. You know, if you want to do that, um, what's it called? The rim to rim to rim. Yeah. The rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon, walking all over that place. Go ahead and get that thing registered, circle it on your calendar. That gives that will give you a sense of urgency and make it more real for you. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of lay out a plan. You know, I'm more than happy to help you with that, uh, point you in the right direction, mm -hmm. but, um, getting it on, uh, getting yourself committed to it, paying some money and then developing some sort of protocol where week to week you can start increasing that volume or duration or whatever. And, and you know, the old school rule is kind of like 10% increase mm -hmm. from week to week. You don't want to go out and, if you're running three or four miles this week, go out and next week your weekly volume goes up to, you know, 15, 20 miles. That's, yeah, that's asking for overuse injuries or for something that's not sustainable. So it needs to be very gradual. When is that uh, rim to rim? So we're either going to do it in mid-January or September time. It would kind of depend. I'm pushing for September. Yeah, so that's great. You know, you got nine months to, yeah. to kind of get your training involved. And, and with any type of endurance, that's a really good opportunity to gradually build that up. Because, you know, a guy like you now that's carrying around that muscle um, and is used to being a powerful athlete, you could definitely run the risk of trying to do too much too soon and, and yeah. getting stress fracture in the lower body or whatever it could be. So you do have to be mindful of that. Uh, or if you try to cram too much endurance training into a short period of time, you also run the risk of going so far down that path that you can kill a lot of your progress and gains that you have uh -huh. made. Granted, you spend 10, 12 years of doing power sports training. You're not going to lose it in nine months, yeah. but uh, you know, you can start to really lose some muscle mass over the course of nine months and, and not feel as good as you would hope uh, yeah. at the end of that. And so I think keeping in a steady dose of some core lifts here and there, would be very beneficial, you know, hit some heavy squats and deadlifts and presses every now and then uh -huh. uh, just kind of mix it in with the rest of your training. And then I think for just general athleticism um, and overall just kind of resilience and mental toughness, just having some of that GPP grunt work thrown in uh -huh. carries sled drags, you know, the occasional like circuit workout where you're just doing six, seven different exercises like a CrossFit class. Yeah probably keep the intensity low for most of it, you know, move at a pace that's comfortable for you or that's just a little bit outside your comfort zone. There's no need to act like you're competing for the CrossFit games title in a regular fitness class, but, um, we'll work on that part. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not really something that you have to worry about, but or that drives you. Um, yeah. So you know, what do you think about that? What, what other questions do you have? I mean, that definitely, all that makes sense. It's, and a lot of this is, interesting because it is stuff that I know in theory, but in application, I've never done personally. Mm -hmm. So kind of figuring out the balance point, I would say my only, really the only thing that I've defined as a goal so far is that 
I want to maintain a body weight of at least 190 because I'm anywhere between 190, 193, depending on how I've been eating mm-hmm. and drinking. I want to maintain that body weight and be able to run well. Unfortunately, I haven't quite defined what running well means yet. Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, just off the top of my head, run well would mean you could go run five to eight miles at a medium pace and it not be a emotional experience for you, <laughs> which right now, that would be an emotional experience. Yeah, well, you'd have to dig super I, deep. Yeah, like I could do it, but right. it, it would be rough. In the same sense of if I jump in a class like I did yesterday, I would like to be able to go through it and do well without it being – I mean, yesterday hurt. Mm-hmm. Like when we the, – the dumbbell snatch and bike was super not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I did pretty well compared to everyone. Um, but – I just need to get a little better in those areas. So yeah, with with cross training, like doing a CrossFit class here, it's going to be hard to measure progress in that realm because yeah. the, one of the key tenets of the program is constant variation. Yeah, you know, so if we're never going to repeat the same workouts, and we're not trying to really get better at CrossFit workouts per se, you know, those are just going to feel the way they feel. Uh, yeah. You're not going to really be able to tell if you're getting better or worse for. But that's not the objective. You know the. The progress is going to come in is how is your hikes feeling? How are your runs feeling? Mm-hmm. Are your lifts dropping off dramatically? Or do you still feel like you have some power? Is your body weight dropping? So, you know, identifying maybe five or six key metrics that you want to see stay the same or improve over mm-hmm. the next six months and then checking in on those weekly or biweekly to make sure that they're heading in the right direction. That's going to be uh, the, the real indicator of success or if you're on the right path. You know, if, if the, the long runs aren't getting any faster uh, or aren't getting any easier at the same pace, if your body weight's dropping, if your power output's dropping, whatever it might be, you know, we need to change course after four or six weeks if that's yeah. kind of what's happening. Uh, but if you're seeing incremental progressions of, you know, you've been able to add a little bit of distance, you're still running it at the same pace, your heart rate's basically the same, your body weight's staying where it's at, you know, you can still hit a heavy heavy set of squats or presses and, and feel like you haven't lost too much. Um, then I think all that would be, you know, a good definition of success and that the program's working and it's going in the right direction. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess from, from my point of view, I need to define a couple things. I think from the strength side, I have a couple lifts picked out, which are a little bit different. The split squat, safety bar split squat is one I like. It's also just due to the fact that it's unilateral. It's a little bit less weight, but I can still, I, I know some numbers on that and I know, if I'm split squatting in the three or four hundreds for reps, I'm I'm still strong. Yeah. Um, so I can keep that one. I played around with a couple different upper body variations. I know I think I want to take a break from the straight bar bench. I just recently done a pretty big peaking program for that and I can feel the effects of that. I was able to hit some I was able to hit a double body weight, which I was really happy about, but the shoulders and elbows feel it. Um, yeah. I think one that has always been good for me just feeling wise has been the way to dip so i might play around with that because i've never had any issues doing that if i if i keep the volume reasonably low uh, that might be one that i kind of track and then the other one i was thinking about was a weighted pull up so mm-hmm. if i have the the split squat the weight the weighted dip and weighted pull up i can know that those are staying where i want them to or, or slowly getting better i'd be pretty comfortable with that um and then and then probably just setting some marks for, for running, rowing, those kinds of things. Yeah. Long duration walks or uh, stadiums was another one I was thinking of because you do get some elevation there, which you're not going to really get anywhere else in Florida. Yeah. 
but yeah, you know, a good split for you if, if you want to do maybe kind of the traditional workout five days a week, rest two days a week, put the majority of your workouts, so probably three of those days be skewed towards the endurance focus, mm -hmm. uh, long, slow runs, one really good long hike, whether it's in woods or in the stadium or whatever it might be. Keep a lot of that more of the, the base building nature, where like your goal is to increase duration, increase mileage at the same or less output, you know, so I would probably throw on a heart rate monitor or at least be very in tune with your rate of perceived exertion on those. Then the other two days a week, uh, you know, maybe do some sort of combination of your strength lifts mm -hmm. of the four or five that you've identified that you want to stick with. And then some sort of GPP work that's going to be, you know, beneficial, whether that's hopping in the class, save, you know, save some of those class circuit workouts, you know, the traditional CrossFit stuff for probably more of your lactate type touches. You know, yeah. if you're going to do any type of threshold training, you know, being on the assault bike and being in classes where that would probably yeah. uh, be better served because that's what most of those workouts are going to feel like anyways, yeah. unless you just wanted to really go slow through the whole thing. Um, Which realistically won't happen if there's a bunch of people watching. Exactly. Yeah. So if you really keep the endurance workouts, you know, whatever medium you choose, bike, run, hike, swim, row, towards that end of just low intensity, constantly increasing the duration and then do the circuit training GPP work for um, a little bit of threshold work and then throw in the strength training. I think it could be a pretty, pretty good split for you. Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, that should be about it. I just need to start figuring a couple things out and then we can start putting this, cool. this into action. Cool, man. So, you know, guys, those of you that are listening to this, I think a lot of the value comes in having someone you can talk to about these goals to give you an outsider's perspective then identifying exactly what it means to get more fit, lose weight, whatever it is that your personal goals are, establish what you can and can't do on the front end, and then start working towards those and have those uh, you know, benchmarks along the way to kind of check off. So thanks for joining me today, Mike. We'll uh, get back at you guys soon with another episode of the Lead Fitness Podcast. Sounds good.